Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We've got Tarun remotely in this podcast again. Hey, everyone. How was your week? Uh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just have a conversation this this episode because we don't have anything to talk about, but we do. We do have something yeah. to talk about, and we're going to give you the most comprehensive review of Cruella that's, that exists on the internet. Okay. You're going to get two sides of the equation here because you're going to get a review from someone who hasn't watched it, which is you. Yep. <laughs> you're, going to get, you're going to get a review from someone who has just watched it, which is me. I literally just watched it. <laughs> I've arguably done something better than watching Cruella. I've watched a review of someone who watched Cruella. So ah, so you're going to uh, review the review of Cruella. No, I'm going to review Cruella okay. based off the review that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's let's see how we go. Let's let's see if I'll, I'll make you go first, and let's see how close you get to my actual review. Let's see if we're we're, okay. we're in line. Before we get into it, I'll quickly go through some background on the movie. So it's directed by Craig Gillespie. He's Australian, so I don't know. Maybe he's related to Jason Gillespie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say son of Jason Gillespie. <laughs> I think it's a bit too old to be the son. Maybe he's his brother or something. He's he's from Australia though, so okay. cousin. Yeah, you yeah. never know. You never know. Jason Gillespie, famous Australian fast bowler, and famously, famously scored two hundred against Bangladesh yes. as a as a tailender. Yeah, yeah, and he did it over like out. three days or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about cricket for those who don't know what we're talking. about. Most of our audience is actually in the US, so they probably don't know what we're talking about. Look up Jason Gillespie. He's got a great head of hair. <laughs> well, he used to. He yeah. used to have a great head of hair. It's produced by a range of different people, but the executive pr- producer for this one was Glenn Close, who previously played this character. Who died in Guardians of the Galaxy. No, she doesn't die, actually. She's um, she's in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's in, yeah, I don't think she died. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she died. No, nah, she doesn't die. She she's one of the few people that doesn't die in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> she does die in Infinity War, though. Off screen. Because they go to Nova, right? And they yeah. they destroy yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, so she's probably dead in the universe now. But yeah, she's in Guides of the Galaxy and she was Cruella Deville in 
the live action 101 Dalmatian of under one and 102 Dalmatians. Yes, I I didn't realize there was two live action there's versions. A sequel. Did yeah. you know there's a sequel? 102 Dalmatians. They have <laughs> one extra one. Yeah, they find one on the street. So obviously, it's based. This character is based off 101 Dalmatians, which is a movie that uh, animated Disney movie that came out in the 60s, I think. And I think I mentioned this earlier, but the original 101 Dalmatians is actually one of the most successful movies of all time when you take into account inflation. So it's like it's it made a lot of money back then. So this movie, it's starring Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. So the two Emmas, they're the two main characters. So it must have got really confusing on set when. Those two Emmas. Maybe they just called them Stone and Thompson or Emma T and Emma S or I don't know. They must add some code language. But, yeah, they're, they're the two main characters. But there's other actors in it as well. One other prominent actor who doesn't feature too much in the movie is Mark Strong. I know all this. Uh, as a person that's seen this movie, I know all this. <laughs> and um, apart from that, there's not too much to talk about. So it, re- it released on Disney+, Plus, simultaneous release in Disney+, Plus and cinemas. We were actually going to watch this in the cinemas, but our hand was forced by lockdown, so we ended up. Well, you ended up paying. For, ironically, you ended up paying for it, but you haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, I paid for you to watch it. Yeah, he's paid for me to watch it on Disney Plus uh, Premier Access. So I just watched it on that. The runtime is 134 minutes, and I got a couple of uh, thoughts about that. The budget was. I'm not going to ask you because. You don't care and you don't know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get, always get it wrong. So the budget was between a hundred and two hundred million. Um, that's I'm, I'm not good with um, I'm not good with big numbers. Like when you get to those kind of numbers, I just don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hundred to two hundred million, which is a lot. Which is that's a big budget. Yeah, movie. See, I, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, I would be like, is that how much Infinity War costs? I don't know. So Endgame, I think, cost about almost four hundred million. So this is almost okay. half of Endgame. For those who are listening, uh, audio quality might not be great because, again, we're doing it remotely. We'll see how we go. Last week it ended up coming out all right, but uh, hopefully it's it's okay this week as well. Box office wise, I've given you the I've given you the budget. What do you think it's done box office wise? See, I, I told you I'm not good with like big numbers. <laughs> I from like fifty million to like three hundred million, I can't tell the difference. I don't know what like how much of a big difference that is. But <laughs> opening week box office, yeah. All I know is that. Batman v Superman did 100 million opening week, and that's really big. So I'm guessing it's like 20 million. Well, no, or less. So it made 51 million. Uh, 51 oh, okay. million. Uh, I don't think this is just the weekend. I think it's to date. So it's about a week since it's come out. Going by pandemic levels, it's actually decent. It's actually pretty good. Going by movies that have released during the pandemic, it's doing all right. And then I've got a couple of stats, and they're Sketchy stats because no one really knows how many people watch stuff on Disney+. Plus. Apparently, it's done pretty well in terms of the Disney Plus viewership as well. But before we get to that, Craig Gillespie, I've got a couple of things on the movies he's done. So he directed a movie called Million Dollar Arm, which is with John Hamm, how he goes to India and he finds a... I've seen that movie, actually. Yeah, it's the one where he recruits Indians to the Major League Baseball. It's a pretty decent movie. Should we review that movie? <laughs> Well, I've can, seen you, that one. You can talk, you, I haven't seen it, but you can, you can talk about that one. Or maybe we'll, we'll do a review of that one after this. We'll just do a Craig Gillespie filmography review. He also directed a movie called I, Tonya, starring Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Can't review that one. Well, we can, evidently. Yeah. Well, we could just both review. I haven't seen that one either, but I heard that one's actually quite good. In terms of other background, I haven't got too much about it. Apparently, there's a 
manga adaptation of the movie that's also released called Cruella Black, White and Red, uh, which is scheduled to release later this year. This is the viewership stuff that I was going to I was going to talk about. So according to Samba TV, which is a source that apparently they track how many people watch stuff on streaming, they said that about 686,000 American households watched Cruella in its debut ve- uh, debut weekend. Apparently it's behind Mulan's 1.12 million. They're saying that results in about 20 million of revenue for Disney. So that seems like a decent amount as well from a pay-per-view release on Disney+. Plus. And they also said 9,000 people watched in Australia. And I'm guessing most of those people are in uh, Melbourne because they've, they've had to watch it because of lockdown. Yeah, I'm guessing that is the case. Only 1,000 of those were paid for by me as well. <laughs> what, did you pay for 1,000 people? Yeah, man. Everyone's just messaging me and asking for my bank details. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had in terms of background on this movie. There is a sequel planned, but we'll talk about that afterwards. So what was the story of this movie? The story. As a person that's seen this movie, I definitely know the story. It's got Emma, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson, the two Emmas. It's kind of like Devil, uh, the Devil Wears Prada to begin with. I think like Emma Stone, no, I don't think I know because I've seen this movie. Emma Stone is like the assistant to Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson's not a good person. She's a, she's a bit of a bitch. And then Emma Stone's very nice, but she, uh, then she becomes Cruella. She adopts a, adopts a persona. And then they plan a heist. They do a heist. That's in this movie. That's pretty much the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're actually not that far off. So, what are the yeah. positives and negatives? Positives. I think. I don't know why I keep saying I think because I know because <laughs> I know this movie. Emma Stone's pretty good in it. I think Emma Emma Thompson. But I think both the Emmas are pretty good in it. They play their characters well. I think that's it for the positives. The other, the negatives though. It's a bit long, and the the character motivations don't really make sense that much. I feel like it's a uh, it's not very well explained the character motivations. That's that's what I'm going to go with. That's my review there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, is it a cognitive recalibration or a cognitive regression? I think I think it's good enough to get a recalibration. It's not that bad. It's okay. It's watchable. Yeah. But it's not great. So that's Taran's review of Cruella. <laughs> from a person that hasn't watched it. We, we can now compare it directly with me, who has just watched it. This is a genuine review because I've actually seen it. Um, not that yours was not genuine because, surprisingly, some of our points actually line up. My review is always accurate. No matter if I've seen it or not, it's accurate. <laughs> okay, so the story, you're actually not too far off the story. So the story, I would summarize it as it's got elements of Devil, Devil Wears Prada and Joker as well. It's got a bit of joker mixed in there and then it's i guess it's got 101 dalmatians sort of origin story mixed in there as well so it's about this girl called estella who is just a bit weird she's born with black and white hair so one side of her hair is black and one side of her hair is uh, white she's just born like that she's always a bit different while she's growing up so it starts from when she's a kid follows her into her adulthood but um it's basically just about her and her alternate persona which is Cruella and then she ends up like I said she ends up working for Emma Thompson who's the Baroness and she's like a fashion designer and then that's when it gets into like Devil Wears Prada region but then after that there's some revelations about Cruella slash Estella and the Baroness because she's like a terrible person 
things happen from there. There's twists and turns from there. And there's a heist. There is a heist, actually. It does become a bit of a heist movie in, in the middle. But it's, it's, it's sort of a heist because they're, they're petty thieves. So Cruella has a couple of friends and they basically they're just thieves and they steal stuff. That's sort of non-spoiler. That's the story. So my positives are similar to yours. I think the Emmas are very good in the movie. Emma Stone was was really good as Estella slash Cruella. And uh, Emma Thompson was really good at being like terrible, terrible person. <laughs> she's like, she's probably worse. She's worse than, who's in, who's, is it Meryl Streep? Yeah, Meryl Streep in Del West Prada, right? She's worse mm. than her. Like worse person than her. Production values are good. Like it is an expensive movie, but it shows on the screen. So there's a lot of good cinematography, I guess. So it looks good. It looks um, very vibrant and there's a lot of good shots as well. Like there's a shot where there's like a lot of continuous shots where they just follow Cruella. Like she goes into a store and then they go around the store, like go to all the floors and then return back to where she is. Like, and she's in some other part of the store. There's stuff like that, which was, which was neat. Um, I only noticed this because I was watching it on my monitor. I might not have even thought much of it if we were watching in the cinema, but because I was watching on Disney Plus, I could like dissect it and take notes and stuff. Other positives, uh, it's got like this 70s vibe. I don't know much about 70s, but it has a lot of like 70s rock themes in the background. A lot of licensed music with like the Beatles and I think it's Beatles and other musicians from that era. So it has that theme and it's set in London, got that London 70s setting as well, which was which was good. They did that well. Moving on to negatives, it is a bit long. I thought it, I felt it was a bit long. They they really committed to like this origin, like they really want to make sure that you know everything about this character for some reason. Like they really committed to like going deep into her like childhood and then going into how she becomes Cruella and all this stuff. But I thought it was a bit too long. Probably didn't need to be as long as it was. Another thing is, is it necessary? The movie probably not because I didn't really need to know about Cruella's. But now you do. Cruella's origin story. I didn't need to know it. And to be honest, it doesn't really... I think the reason they're planning to do a sequel is because she isn't really that character by the end of it anyway. Yeah. You're trying to sympathize. It's like um, um, that other one with Angelina Jolie. Maleficent. Yeah. I would say it's probably better. This is probably better than Maleficent because... If if it wasn't uh, like branded as a Cruella Deville origin story, if it was just like some other thing, probably wouldn't have made a difference. Like it it actually works uh, without having that origin story over it. But then at the end, they kind of commit to it and they like connect it directly back to Hundred One Dalmatians. I haven't seen the animated version recently, but I just remember she's meant to be like a like no redemption sort of villain. Like she's meant to be really bad because she's committed to like killing dogs and using their fur for coats and stuff. So I just can't see that sort of character. The redemption is that the coats are very fashionable now. (laughs) (laughs) So So she kills the dog still, but at least the coats are fashionable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just can't see us sympathizing with that sort of character. But I guess in this one, she isn't really that character yet. But did we need it? Probably not. But overall, I still... I actually still enjoyed it. Like, there's a couple of twists in there that I didn't actually see coming. Sort of, yeah, it was entertaining. So, actually, I had a decent time with it. So, I'd also do you think it. Disney? Do you think Disney fans wanted this? Probably not. Or do you think Disney fans enjoy this? If you're a fan of the original 101 Dalmatians, probably yeah. not. <laughs> like, it's did your well, wife like it? She she hasn't watched it yet. 
does she want to watch it? I think so. I think she'll okay. event- like she's not she's not going to watch it straight away. Like she's not dying yep. to watch it, but she'll watch it. Yeah, so it's not like Mulan or anything like that. Nah, so it's not the same level as like any of the other live action. Like in terms of anticipation, it's not the same yeah. level as like Aladdin or Lion King or Mulan, any of those. In terms of quality, I actually it's better it's, than those. <laughs> I actually think it's um, it's probably it's definitely better than some of them. It's, it's definitely it's better, better than Mulan because yeah. Mulan is terrible. It's better than Mulan. It's be- and although yeah. I. I, I even gave Mulan positive, but it's definitely it's better than Mulan. Uh, did I give Mulan positive? I think we had a good time with it because it has. Nah, some I think stuff. I'm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, reg- I'm regressing that. It's a negative. It's not a good movie. <laughs> it was a bit boring. I think that's the that was the main crime of Mulan. But this is, um, yeah, it's better than Mulan. It's better than Lion King. Probably better than Lion King. It's better than Maleficent. It, it's better because it's different. Like it's, it actually tried something different, and it's a bit dark. Like it goes, it doesn't go full Joker, obviously. Like they can't, so it doesn't have the same level of. Uh, it's not as depressing as Joker. It doesn't get to those levels, but it does go to some dark places. So yeah, it's. I, I think it's. I think it's worth a watch. So if it's in your cinemas, you got nothing else to do then, and it's safe to go to the cinemas. Then yeah, why not? I wouldn't really pay the extra premium price for it, but when it comes when it becomes free on Disney Plus, I think it's worth a watch. You would only watch it on Disney Plus if someone else is paying for you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the question is: Would you would you buy it on Disney Plus and not watch it and get someone else to watch it for you? The answer is also yes because I did well, that. Well, yeah. you're in the best position to answer that, so yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, yeah, you did exactly that, so yes. But yeah. yeah, I recommend it. So another cognitive recalibration. I thought this was this was the biggest danger in our line of cognitive recalibrations this year. So far this year, I thought this was going to be the one, but no, it's not this one. We got some other ones coming in the next couple of weeks. Maybe they'll they'll fall in the trap, but it's not this one. All right, we can talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen Cruella and you care about spoilers, go watch it, come back to this point in the episode and listen to our spoilers. I'll put their timestamps below. Okay, so as I said, it starts when she's a kid. Like, it starts when she's born. That's like the first sequence in the, in the movie. 19, it's a period piece, so it's like 1964. Her mum is a fashion designer and she's a bit of a rebel. Like, she doesn't get along with kids at school and she gets expelled. And as a result of her getting expelled, they moved to London. So I think they lived somewhere else in the UK and then they're moving to London. But on their way to London, her mum has to, she said she has to go meet someone to get money or something like she needs because they're not doing well financially either. So they end up going to this big uh, manor and uh, Cruella, she was meant to stay in the car, but she can't help herself. And she goes out and she like explores the manor and it's like this really posh fashion gala or something that's happening in the manor. So she ends up going into this in into this manner, and she gets found out. And there's like three Dalmatians that chase her, and uh, she like runs outside. And there's this manor's like at the edge of a, it's like near a cliff, so it's like right at the edge near the ocean. And there's a cliff. So she throws the dogs off the cliff, N- not exactly. one by one. <laughs> so she, this is like ten year old, ten year old Estella. She sees her mum and this other lady on the edge of a cliff, like just talking. And then the dogs are chasing it and she like jumps in front of the bushes, but then the dog jump over the bush, the dogs jump over the bushes and go attack her mum for some reason. And her mum's, fa- and her mum falls off the cliff and dies. 
So then she chucks the dogs off the cliff. <laughs> well, and then she and that's the whole movie. That's the origin story. <laughs> and then she, she hates well, Dalmatians. <laughs> well, she thinks it's her fault. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That her mom died and she runs away and she like jumps on the back of her truck and goes to London. And she ends up going to London anyway. And then she meets these two other guys who are what's what are their names? Their names aren't important, but they're the, they're the two guys that help her in the in the cartoon as well in the in the animated movie. There's she has like these two thugs, so she meets them, and uh, she also has a dog. She has a dog called Buddy, and they also have another dog, a Chihuahua, as well. So that that's their sort of gang. There's these two guys, the two dogs, and her. They end up growing up, and they they're petty thieves. So they they just go and steal stuff, and that's how they make a living. But she also wants to become a fashion designer. So she that's her plan from the beginning. She always wants to become a fashion designer. So this is a part of the movie. It was fine up to here. It was fine. But then they follow this whole trajectory of her how she struggles. Like she ends up getting a job at like a high end department store, like a I guess like our David Jones or like a. Uh, Harrods in the UK. She ends up working there, but she works as like a cleaner essentially. And she always wants to like uh, design clothes for the for their labels and stuff. But she she has a really bad boss, and he doesn't let her do it. But one night she gets drunk, and she she just decorates one of the windows. And then this Baroness, so Emma Thompson, comes and she's like doing a store visit, and she's like, "Oh, I want the person who decorated that. Like, she can come work for me." and Emma Thompson, uh, Emma Stone ends up going working for Emma Thompson, and then this is when it becomes Devil's Wear, Devil Wears Prada, 
because Emma Thompson's a horrible person and then Emma Stone is like a talented fashion designer and she likes her but she doesn't tell her that she likes her and she makes her do like all her good work. Go with that for a bit. But then she finds out, so her mother, Estella's mother, had this necklace that she gives uh, She gives her just before she dies. Oh, I, could, I, I, I know what's happening here. So the chick she was talking to before she fell off the cliff is Emma Thompson. That's right. Yeah. So it's, and I think you, I think you can tell it. And it's, I don't know if it was meant to be suspense, but you could tell that it's Emma Thompson anyway. So it is Emma Thompson. And Emma Thompson has this necklace that her mother had. So they, they need to go steal the necklace. They want the necklace back. I think it's at this point that you find out that she has the necklace. Well, she wants to get the necklace back, essentially, because it's not hers. Like it's her mother's. So they do this heist to get the necklace back. And this is when Estella starts becoming Cruella because Estella has like red hair. She like dyes her hair red. But when she's Cruella, she has a natural hair, which is like black and white. So she turns up to this one of her galas as Cruella because Emma Thompson has this uh, habit of kicking out any competition. So she like gets rid of them somehow. She wants to come in and make like a scene and she comes in like uh, one of one of the Baroness's previous dresses as well. So she comes in that and she makes a scene and they steal the necklace. Like after some time, like there's a bit that happens in this scene, but they steal the necklace and they leave. I think it's at this part where she finds out it wasn't actually her fault that her mother died, but it was actually Emma Thompson that killed her mother because she has this whistle. When she blows it, her dogs come towards her and she basically got her dogs to attack her mum. It wasn't the dogs weren't actually chasing Estella. They were ch- they were actually going to Emma Thompson to kill Cruella's, uh, Estella's mother. So that's actually what happened. Mm, which is only a surprise to uh, Emma Stone and no one else, pretty much. Exactly. Yes, no one else. Yep. <laughs> Including every single person that's seen this and not seen this movie. So now it turns into a revenge story. So overnight, uh, Estella, Estella's like, a, she's a normal person. Like, she's nice, courteous. You know, she's not a horrible but person. But now, now she's got uh, two care colours. So. Yeah, but overnight she becomes yeah. like this horrible person, essentially. She becomes Cruella Deville overnight. Deville, the Deville's part's not there yet, but she becomes Cruella overnight. She starts treating her friends badly as well for some reason. Like, she, she just becomes a horrible person. She's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill Emma Thompson. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Or, actually, she doesn't go to that stage yet. She's just like, I'm going to sabotage all her fashion plans and she's going to become like a competitive uh, her competitor and do her own fashion uh, but at the same time she's like she's kind of like batman she's like leading a double life because she, she's still estella and she still works for her as estella uh, but then in the night she's cruella and she does her yeah own stuff. the question is why don't they recognize her as the same person because literally the only thing that's changed is her hair color well yeah, it's her hair color, and well, she dresses differently, and she wears glasses when she's a Stella. But yeah, there's apart from that, it's the same person, <laughs> and I guess she's a horrible person, which is Cruella. So that's another thing. And there, it comes up to this spring gala, which is like their main fashion show, and the Baroness gets Estella to design her signature dress for the spring collection, and she does it. So it, it's like this dress that has like gold all over it, like bits and pieces of gold. She designs that, but obviously she's doing it to sabotage it because those gold things were actually like moths in their shells. So they look like gold. Like I think they were painted, but then eventually they come out and they're moths and they store these, they store these dresses in a safe and they, they're going to open it when, um, or actually there's another thing in here because 
initially they weren't going to put it in the safe, but then Cruella makes it look like she wants to steal them. So she like she makes it look like they broke into the the fashion designer's place to steal them. But they just did that to make it look like they wanted to steal it. So then they put it in a safe. Because it's in a safe, the moths come out and they like eat all the other dresses, including this one, on the night of the gala. So they find out on the night. It's funny because then everyone, like the moths go all over this place and everyone runs out and they run straight into this like concert where where Cruella is doing her fashion show. Oh, yes. Planned it perfectly. It just leads them straight to there. And then, like, they all end up watching her fashion show instead. Then, at this stage, I think the Baroness figures out that Cruella might be Estella. I think she figures it out. And then she tracks these two friends of hers. So she tracks them down and she finds where they live. And then Cruella gets back home and then there the Baroness is there and she's like, yeah, uh, I found out, you know, it's you all along. She has all her security and stuff. And they tie Cruella up and they they frame, they're basically going to frame her death and get the her two friends to go to jail because they'll say these two killed her and they burn down her house. But this is when Mark Strong comes in. So Mark Strong, he's like a the head of security for the Baroness. So he's like always in the background, but he comes and saves Cruella and he takes her to her house. And then this is when the real twist starts. So this is when you find out that- Mark Strong's her dad. Not exactly. <laughs> might as well have been. See, that would be a twist and a half. <laughs> so the the necklace is actually a key to a safe, like it's a key to like this little box. And Mark Strong has his box, so he he opens his box up, or she opens his box up, and she finds her birth certificate. And her birth certificate says that she's the daughter of the Baroness. So the Baroness, okay. So this is the twist. So the Baroness is her is actually her mum. The Baroness was always like a horrible person and she didn't want to have kids. So she basically told Mark Strong to kill Cruella when she was born, but he didn't do it. So he gave it to this other lady who ends up being her adoptive mother. The Baroness always thought that her daughter died because she got Mark Strong to kill him. The Baron dies because he he dies of uh, grief, I guess. So he dies and then the Baroness inherits all his wealth. But essentially, Cruella is meant to be the heir to all this fortune yeah so she's gonna kill emma thompson and take the money so that's what you think's gonna happen and there's a realization here where because she always thought that her mother was nice and for some reason she she just turned out weird but now she's like oh i was just always meant to be weird because i was born to this this lady not this like this psycho she actually calls her a psycho she's like i was born to this psycho so that's why i'm i'm crazy and i'm meant to be crazy so it's kind of like that part where you know in Joker where he he always thought that he or he figures out that he's he was the son of Thomas Wayne or he thought that he was the son of Thomas Wayne but then yeah yeah he finds out that his mom's crazy and like he's just he's just some guy it's a bit like that so he, she it's this is like the turning point for her and she she commits to being crazy from now on but not fully crazy because she's like oh, I'm not going to kill her yet so I'm just going to seriously injure her <laughs> So she breaks out her friends. So she drives a truck into the police station and she breaks out her friends. The dogs actually play a key role in this. So those two dogs, they like help them with the heist and stuff. So the dogs go in and they like give a key to the the guys. And they're all CGI dogs, by the way. And you can tell they're CGI. They're not real dogs. All the dogs in the movie. But yeah, the the little chihuahua gives the guys uh, like a key to get out of the out of prison and they they escape. In between, like the guys, her two friends actually have a bit of a they have a bit of character because they're like, this lady's, you know, slowly becoming insane. 
why we're still working for her. At least one of them's like, he's got a bit of a conscience. But then she's she's like, oh, it was my fault. And she kind of gets them back on board. She's like, oh, you're my family. And they're like, okay, fine, we'll, we'll help you. So they do one, one last heist. They're like, we're going to go to this spring gala thing and we're going to sabotage it. They get everyone that's attending to dress up like Cruella. The whole world knows that Cruella died now. Like it was in the news and everything. So everyone, think Cruella, everyone thinks that Cruella's dead. They basically, firstly, they make everyone dress up as Cruella. So when Cruella does turn up to this gala, they won't be able to figure out who she is because everyone's dressed like her. Then she hatches this whole plan. So it's back at the, the manor and uh, it's back on this terrace. So she gets Emma Thompson to come out exactly where her, her adopted mother died and she's dressed up as Estella at this stage so she's like on this cliff but she gets all the other people to come out everyone that's in attendance she they come out and they're standing behind emma thompson but emma thompson doesn't know because they slowly come out so like they're all watching but she doesn't know this is where estella's like oh you're you know you're my mother and that's why that's why all this is happening and all that and then emma thompson's like everything makes sense now that's why you're so similar to me and all that She's like, oh, can I give you a hug? And the, Emma Tom's Emma Stone is standing right at the edge of this cliff, and she's like, yeah, yeah, give me, give me a hug. And then Emma Stone slash Estella, she's like, oh, are you going to push me off the cliff? And she's like, no, why would I do that? And obviously, she's going to do that. So she pushes her mm. off the cliff, and everyone watches her. And there's like journalists and police and everyone, so everyone sees her doing it. And then she gets arrested, and she goes to jail for pushing her off the cliff. And there's a trampoline at the bottom of the cliff that she falls on. <laughs> almost. It's almost <laughs> that. I thought it was going to be something stupid like that, but she... It's just one of those, like, small trampolines as well. Do you know the kid size ones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a one meter, one meter by one meter. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what actually... It's it's not too far off that. It's, it's, it's not as stupid as that, but it's... Her dress has an inbuilt parachute... So, um, so yeah, she, when she's falling down the cliff, she like activates the parachute and she gets saved by one of her friends on a boat. She comes back as Cruella. She comes back to the, while the, while her actual mother is getting arrested, she comes back. So she has time to change because she falls in the water as well. So she would have been all wet, but she has time to change, dry and come back as Cruella Deville back to the party just in time while she's getting arrested so this is like in like five minutes but yeah she turns up and then in the meantime before all of this happened she basically transferred all the wealth because she was the sole owner of all the fortune she transferred all the wealth to a name called Cruella Deville, and she now takes on the persona of Cruella Deville because Estella is dead because everyone watched Estella die uh, Cruella is dead because it's, it was all over the news, but Cruella Deville is this new person that supposedly exists and has all this money now. But they've got the same first name and they look the same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and they get the uh, yeah, name anyway. Deville from the car. So the car's – she steals a car from the, the Baroness and the, the car's name is Deville. So that's how she gets the name Cruella Deville. And, yeah, she ends – the movie ends with her inheriting all the fortune and living in this manner. And there's a post-credit scene. There's a post-credit scene where, oh, throughout this movie, there's this journalist who was also her friend when she was a kid called Anita. And this journalist helps her do some of the sabotage throughout the movie. And there's also a lawyer who used to work for the Baroness who gets fired. He's in the movie too. But basically that lawyer is the guy from 101 Dalmatians and Anita, her friend, is the girl from 101 Dalmatians. And at the end of the movie, she... 
Oh, she keeps adopts one hundred and one Dalmatians. <laughs> she she keeps the Dalmatians, so she keeps the Baronesses. So there's a part in this movie where she, you know, the the concert part where she mm. um, everyone is driven to this concert slash showcase of her designer outfits. She is wearing like an outfit that looks like it's basically the fur of a Dalmatian on a coat, and everyone thinks that she killed the Dalmatians to make the coat, but she didn't. Uh, she just make it made it look like that. So Dalmatian's still alive, but at that point you think like, well, she's actually crazy because she just killed three dogs and made a coat out of it. She doesn't actually do it, but she keeps the Dalmatians. And one of the Dalmatians has two puppies, and she gives each a puppy each to Anita. And I think his name's I forgot his name, but yeah, he's the lawyer. She gives puppy each to them, and then in 101 Dalmatians they both meet because of the puppies. So it's slightly different, but technically. Because I'm pretty sure those two puppies, well, they grow up to become father and mother, right? But technically yeah, they do. they're yeah. brother and sister yeah. now. Yeah, I don't think it matters <laughs> for dogs. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's how it links back to 101 Dalmatians. So they they link it in the post credit scene. But yeah, in this at the end of this movie, Cruella Deville's not, she's still not a great person, but she's not quite the uh, Cruella Deville in the movie yet. So that's maybe what the sequel's going to be because the mother's still alive. She just went to prison. That's the story. I went through it in 20 minutes. I don't know how long Craig Gillespie narrated it to Emma Thompson and Emma Stone, but <laughs> I, I did it in 20 minutes. <laughs> so I, I thought that twist, I probably could have, you probably could work it out that she's maybe not the, because she looks completely different to her adopted mother as well. Yeah. So yeah, you probably could have worked it out. It's still not explained why she's born with white and black Blackened hair. Blackened white hair. So after listening to that, would you watch it? I've seen it. I've seen, <laughs> what do you mean? I've seen it. Yeah. Well, you've basically seen it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't feel a need to watch it anymore. <laughs> so it's basically The Devil Wears Prada mixed in with a bit of Joker mixed in with 101 Dalmatians origin story. So that's what it is. Yeah, mixture of all three of them. But yeah, I had a good time. It's It's... Entertaining. I might not. I probably wouldn't watch it again. For the one time watch, it was it was fine. I I definitely won't watch it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it sounds it sounds like it sounds okay. It sounds like it is what it is. It's it's uh, a decent movie. With if you if you're into it, you'll probably like it. It's got good actors. Like it's got good performances. So I think Emma Stone gives a good performance, and Emma Thompson is good as well. So. Mark Strong for what he's in. He's not really in it that much, but he's fine. The dogs were good, but they're not real dogs. They're just CGI, but yeah. <laughs> it uses a lot of licensed music like in the background, but it's got a good score as well. Like, it's got this theme for Cruella, which is, I think that's all we had. That's, uh, I think that's, that's it, yeah. That's a quick review yeah. of, uh, quick and most comprehensive review on the internet of Cruella. Okay, so if people want to get in touch with us and tell us about how much they enjoyed Cruella, how do they go about it? They can contact. Contact us at cognitive recalibration podcast at gmail.com or on all other platforms as uh, cognitive recalibration. Yes. And if you want to support the podcast further, you can do so via Buy Me a Coffee, where you can give us a one off donation. But most of all, if you could just give us a review on iTunes, that makes us more discoverable on search engines. So when you search Cruella review, there's probably thousands of them, but ours will come up on top. Cool. All right. So this week we we're actually meant to do. Conjuring the devil made me do it, but because we're in lockdown and we don't have HBO Max here in Australia, there's really no other avenue for us to watch it. 
other legal avenue for us to watch it. So we're going to have to wait till next week, and hopefully our lockdown is lifted by then, and we can watch we can watch that in the theaters next week. All else, we should be reviewing that in our next episode, and then the week after, the one we've all been waiting for, F nine, when we find out about the origin of the F nine key on the on the keyboard. On the keyboard. It's either that or they say the F word nine times in a row repeatedly <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Either yeah. one of them, I'm. Um, it's the origin of the F word and they say it nine times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything has to be an origin story now. It's just the way it works. It has to be an origin. So I'm looking, looking forward to that one. I, sh- I should say this at the end of every episode, but if you're joining us for the first time, we have been doing this for a little bit of time now, so we have a lot of other reviews, so check them out. Uh, we've done other Disney stuff. We've done all the Marvel stuff since Infinity War and um, all the DC stuff as well, so check out our other episodes if you enjoyed this one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Thanks for joining us for this one. Hope you're all staying safe and we'll see you next week. See ya.